0: Hey, welcome to Life Mastery. My name is Atlantama Fara and I'm your coach. In life Mastery, this is where we help you to become the best version of yourself. So we help you to become so good so that nobody can ignore you. But we we'll also help you to set great goals and help you to achieve them so that you can enjoy life, become a person of influence, live a life of significance. In today's episode, I am talking about being a conversation starter. You know, it's a powerful episode. It's beautiful. But before you listen to it, I want you to set an intention for today. And uh, the intention that I'm asking you to set is after listening to this podcast, I am going to send it to my friends. And the second intention is after listening to this podcast, I'm going to receive a voice. I'm going to record a voice note and send it to the author of this podcast. Send back some feedback to me. I'd appreciate it. Send me a text. Send me, you know, a voice note. That says, this is what you've learned from the podcast or what you're grateful for. I had put the podcast on hold for a while, but people came back to me and said, hey, Ferris, we need the podcast. We need the podcast. Here, it's back. It's on, but I like your feedback. Send me a recordable or recorded voice note. So let's get to listen, becoming a conversation starter. Recently, I had a conversation with my mentor. In the conversation, my mentor sent, ended up sending me a picture of a snapshot of a chat room that occurred in a cycles, and it involved my face, my book, my recent announcement that my book has been um, nominated to be read in the Gauteng High School's libraries. And the conversation was a little bit long. Then I asked her, who sent it to you? She said, people in one of the offices. So I asked myself, and then I ended up asking her because I realized that I have a question that I can ask myself and never have an answer. So I asked, is it possible that people start a conversation using my name? She said, many times, Mr. Farras, many times. It scared me. Then I went back and started thinking about the powerful names that I have started conversations either in my meetings, with my friends, at home, even when I was writing my books, I used them in some of the chapters, and I realized that once your name becomes a conversation starter in the boardroom, in the tea parties, in the dinner tables... In the friend zone cycles, on WhatsApp and on Facebook, in anywhere else where people talk about you in terms of your success levels in a way that they would want to emulate or copy or use it as an example, you should really know that now your accountability levels have gone up. Now, when I thought about that, I actually decided to make it a goal of my own that I don't want to live a life that would look like I did not exist, that I have just passed by and did not make an impact. I want to live a life that always create a bang in my own life and in somebody else's life, one way or another. And this is the challenge that I think all humanity, one way or another, have that. Do you want to live a life that would be like you never lived? Let me tell you a story. Around the 1950s, there lived a woman named Rosa Parks in the U.S. She was a colored lady. One day she entered a bus and she found herself sitting on a chair. Then a driver and certain white people came and said to her, move, we want to put a white person to seat. And she refused to give up her seat for a white person. It was during the time where blacks and the colored people and people, people of color were experiencing what South Africans were experiencing in the times that we call apartheid. She refused to give up her seat. She ended up being arrested. She lost her job. She started receiving death threats for defying a white person. She became a movement. Her action of refusing to give up a seat for a white person in a bus created a movement that ended up making her to receive a presidential award of honor for human for for human rights in terms of the civil rights movement this woman was a movement that was never known she is also called the mother of civil rights how did that happen it happened because she stood up for what she believed was right, even though at the time it was endangering her life. But she became a conversation starter for people. She became an example of hope for people. She became an example of courage for people of color. She became an example of resilience for people of color. She became an example for for progressive movements for people of color. Not only did she do, she do that, but she became a national icon at that level. While she did receive death threats, but she imaged a victor because a lot of other people found hope in that particular action. You could be listening to this podcast right now and you know that one little action that is very uncomfortable that you could do that could spark hope in the life of another person. You see, I have learned that... Now, I don't live for me, I live for others. Not long ago, um, somebody came to me and said, Mr. Mafarafara, when are you releasing the next podcast? And many other people came to me and said, when are you releasing another podcast? And I've been recording podcasts, I've just been packing them and said, I release them when I feel the time is right that the people need it. And this is that particular time. Because I have realized that, One way or another, you, the listener of this podcast, you are living for somebody else. You are living for somebody else. I listened to a radio conversation somewhere around 2019, if not 2018 on Metro FM. And the presenters were talking about marriage and divorce and being single. And one of the ladies called in and said, look, I am afraid of committing to a relationship. I'm afraid of committing to a relationship. As a matter of fact, I don't want my boyfriend to propose marriage because I am fine dating him and calling him my boyfriend, knowing him that he can come and go. I can come and go. And the other lady that responded on the other side of the line said, me too i have been in that position where i don't want to get married because of what i have seen at home what i've seen my parents present in terms of marriage what i've seen my mom go through and and so on and these two ladies with went, went on and on and on and talk about the psychological impact of what they have actually experienced or observed in their childhood in the terms of the marriage example that was portrayed by the opponents, it actually made them to to hate to be committed because they felt like they would be entangled in a way that they would be suffocating in that particular marriage because of the example that they have received. Have you had people that if me getting rich means I have to be like that person, if me getting swords this and that means I have to be like that person? I would rather die the way that I am than do that. Why? It's because of the example that they have portrayed. So that example is a conversation starter in a particular way or another. And if you have created a conversation starter that is not going in the right direction, You it's a problem. And I look at it from... Managers who are managing more than two people in any particular organization. Their behavior become conversation starters for their employees or for their subordinates. Now, what kind of conversation do you make your employees to start? What kind of conversations do you make your employees to engage in based on your behavior, based on your management style or your leadership style? Is it an inspirational conversation starter? Or is it a demeaning conversation starter that drains their energy, that makes you not to get the results that you want as a manager? What kind of conversation does your grown-up children actually have about you? I recently listened to a story, um, watched a teaching, so to say, of um, emotional intelligence for children. And this lady shared a powerful story that she has been teaching um, her children to express their feelings without fear of guilt or being judged, or being belittled or set a little bit lower because of the feelings that they have. When something wrong happens in the in the lives of their, their four-year-old, five-year-old, and ten-year and ten-year-old, she would allow them to express them, even if they don't know how to express it and they find themselves saying wrong words that could hurt somebody. She allows them to. To to, to ex- express those words while she are, she's reaffirming them in the form of showing them that she's actively listening to them and she's empathetic to them. One day she was supposed to go somewhere and she could not afford to be late. Then her five-year-old daughter came crying, hurt, wanted to speak to somebody, and she said, "Can you pack your feelings until tonight when I come back, my child?" and At the time, it looks like it hurt the five-year-old. But then the 10-year-old came and called the five-year-old and said, come, let's go up to my room. They went to the the 10-year-old's room and sat down. She said, I walked and stood outside the door just to listen to what is going on. And then the the five-year-old was given permission by the 10-year-old to say, now, tell me what happened. She started explaining. And then what happened? She goes on. And then, how did you feel about it? And then she went on. So what did you do? She said, it hurt me. I did not know what to do. I started crying. I hated it. I hated her. I hated it. It made me feel like I was nothing. She said, you are not nothing. You are very important. You're very powerful. You are special. So she, the five-year-old went on to express the feelings and so on and went on and on and expressing it. She said, that lady said, it touched her heart. Then she left. Unfortunately, she went to attend to that particular appointment. When she came back, she called the 10-year-old and said, I listened to your conversation with your younger sister. Tell me, why did you do that? Then the 10-year-old responded and said, Mommy, it was the best thing that I could do at the time because that is what you do to me when I'm hurt. Asked, what do I do? She says, You give me a chance to express my emotions and my feelings, you give me a chance to cry, and you don't judge me. So I thought, What can I do for my younger sister? Let me do what mommy does for us. By that She had created a platform where her children could actually have a conversation about how things can be done better based on the example that their mother actually presented. What kind of example are you presenting to your children, to your employees? to your friends, to people who are watching you from a distance. I remember I posted a statement on Facebook that made me get lambasted because the people that watch me post on Facebook never ever in their wildest imagination thought that Mr. Mafarafara could post something of that nature. I did not regret having posted it because I meant what I was, was saying at the time. But I realize that the people that are reading my post may not necessarily comment. They may not necessarily say anything, but it reaches deeper in their lives. The same as many, many other people. So the question is, what kind of conversations do you get to start in your own place, in your own accord? My name is Ntlanika. This is Life Mastery. If you've enjoyed this show... I want you to send me a feedback. Come on, just send me a feedback, will you? Just a voice note. Send me a voice note. Say thank you and what it does to you. I'll be happy. But send it to other people too. Till we meet again.